Hello, world. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. Do you know that customer that's like, well, I'm not buying anything, but I'm bored and lonely, live by myself, and I just want to talk to somebody. We've all met that person, of course. But today I want you to take off whatever hat or hats you wear day to day and imagine yourself a paramedic. Because today, my friends, might just save someone's life. Hey, Hopeful, welcome to For the Hope's Reflection, where we pause our Monday through Saturday reading through the Bible in a year time together to do a short reflection on some Sundays and special days. And know that today's stories come from New Yorker Magazine and Springtide Research Institute. Links on this episode's page at forthehope.org. Now, my friends, you may have never been a door-to-door salesman, but Sam Taggart is, and he was talking to other door-to-door sales folks, trying to get them to see their profession as respectable. And he says this, do you know that customer that's like, I'm not buying anything, but I'm bored and lonely, live by myself, and I just want to talk to somebody. Sam went on to describe being in a little town in Texas called Canadian. And it was in Canadian, Texas, he met a guy who basically said just that. And as you might expect, bored, lonely guy ended up buying an alarm system that he maybe didn't need in that little we-don't-lock-our-doors town because Sam connected what he was selling, an alarm system, with this guy's need for safety in an emergency. Now, a year later, in the same little town, same neighborhood, a lady answers the door, a different house, and Sam doesn't get far into his pitch when the lady exclaimed, Sam, the alarm salesman? And she went on to say that that lonely, bored guy was her dad and that he had had an accident, and it was his ability to signal for help that saved his life. And she credited Sam with saving her dad's life. So now Sam's telling this story to a bunch of upstarts, and listen to what he says. Listen to this. This is a quote from Sam. I changed my mentality about selling that day. That was the year I finished number one in sales at my company. I said, I'm going to sell everyone because selling is amazing. And I believe in what I sell because, catch this, because I'm not God, I don't know who's going to have a fall, a fire, a break-in. So therefore, every single person I talk to, I need to change and bless their life with what I'm pitching. Does that make sense? Say yes. End of quote. My friends, hear me correctly here. There is a limit to analogies. In Christianity, we don't have anything to sell, right? We are not salespeople. The Bible is clear that conversion is the Holy Spirit's work, not ours. 
we don't close sales for Jesus. But listen to part of Sam's quote again. He says, because I'm not God, I don't know who's going to have a fall, a fire, or a break-in. Now, my friends, let me change that up. Because we are not God. You and I are not God. We don't know everything about the person that we're talking to. Whose wife just left them. Whose husband is about to have an affair. Who's sitting there feeling great because their team just won a game. Or who's sitting there a breath away from putting a gun to their temple. What we do know is that both loneliness and mental health challenges are at epidemic levels. And what we do know is that for the first time in the history of America, average life expectancy recently decreased because of, get this, deaths of despair. That's what they call it. Deaths of despair are self-inflicted deaths by suicide, drinking, drugs, lifestyle. Do you know that customer that's like, I'm not buying anything, I'm bored and lonely, live by myself, I just want to talk to somebody? Well, of course we've met that person. They may not have said that they're bored and lonely and just need to talk, but they do. Why? Because God made us that way. And he, I think, calls you each of us, to be a paramedic. And dare I say, he's calling us as paramedics to be on search and rescue squads. And yes, it's another imperfect analogy because we actually are called to think relationally, not transactionally. But I found a useful way to think about that, relationally, based on new research from Springtide Research Institute into what it takes to create a sense of belonging. Now, their particular research focused on um, Gen Z, like age 13 to 25 area. But catch this. Imagine this person feeling this. I am noticed. I am named. I am known noticed named known just feeling noticed is the foundation for potentially deeper relationship i used to tell my kids when they were little make someone else glad they showed up to church today but but my friends we are not just talking about church in fact dare i say we're probably not we're talking about something way bigger than just where we're at on Sunday mornings, the lonely are likely experiencing some level, at least sometimes, of, do you even see me? I have to tell you that people appreciate hearing their names too, right? Known, or I should say noticed, named. I like the way Rabbi Jonathan Sachs defines community. He calls it this, that place where I am known by name and missed if I were gone. My friends, isn't that what we want? Don't we want to be missed when we're not there? It takes a little bit of time 
and it takes a little bit of curiosity. But we can help someone be noticed and named. Now, being known builds on the first two. But catch the secret ingredient here, as Springtide Research put it. Undeserved acceptance. Now, the key is, even if you disagree with the person's conclusions or decisions, make it clear that any disagreement is not a rejection of their personhood or their standing in your relationship or community. It made me think of the book of Hebrews, and we're going to knock down chapter 10 a couple days from now. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says this, And let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Catch those words, not neglecting to gather together. My friends, I think we often think about that in terms of us. Oh, yeah, that means we should go to church. But catch the context, right? The writer here says we are considering others and provoking others. And I think the exhortation here in terms of gathering is that you are also a gatherer when you're thinking about other people. And that's where I think being a paramedic on a search and rescue squad (laughs) kind of makes reasonable sense. You don't have to ask if people are lonely. They are. You don't have to ask if people deeply long to belong. They do. Because God made us that way. Do you know that person that's like, I'm not buying anything, but I'm bored and lonely, live by myself. I just, I just want to talk to somebody. Well, I'm guessing most people won't say that set of words out loud like sales Pam salesperson Sam expressed it but he was observing humanity correctly we've all known someone that fit that category maybe even you are in that category so what are we going to do about it my friends we are called we're just called to something that's higher than sales thinking relationally not transactionally bringing god's love to the world is is presence way more often than it's a pitch because my friends when someone else experiences you doing the gathering what they experience is i am noticed i am named I am known. And I believe they are literally experiencing the touch, the rescue of our Creator. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.